Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Run It Back. Today is October 7th on this fabulous Monday in uh, in New York City. We are back here, uh, me and my co-host, Costa Ketsulis. Costa? What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's been a slightly eventful week uh, in as far as sports goes. Obviously, the NBA hasn't kicked up back yet, but we're having... It's primetime football season, you know. Uh, my fantasy team just won for the first time this week. That was kind of exciting. After a big trade after, earlier yeah. on in the week. Yeah, after a big trade. Uh, trading McCaffrey and Juju for Melvin Gordon and Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas came up big for me this week. Huge. So, getting right into it. The big news of this week, the big news that just dropped today, Jay Gruden of the Washington Redskins was fired. A topic we talked about last week. Because there were, there were whispers around the league. People were saying... Gruden might be on the way out. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this? Um, I think it's expected, considering how horribly the Redskins are playing. I mean, they got annihilated. I mean, it was the Patriots, fine, but you know, this is not something new for the Redskins. This is not. Jay but you Gruden's. also have to you have to realize that you decided to start Colt McCoy this game. Yeah, yeah, as if you had to for some odd reason. Like you're fighting for some sort of position in your division. Like you're bottom of the barrel in the NFC East. And this is exactly what we told them not to do last week. Exactly we, we what we said, told them not to do. We, we said, said give Dwayne Haskins a shot because there's no reason actually, there's no reason to start Colt McCoy at this point. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's like Gruden did it to save his job mm-hmm. because he was like, you know what, like Colt McCoy will probably play the best now. Yeah, I think I think Dwayne Haskins would have been taken advantage of by the Patriots defense because they have a really good defense this year. But at least you expose him a little bit. Yeah, that's growing pains. That's what you gotta you gotta uh-huh. go with in the NFL. And instead, it bites him in the ass, tries to save his job, <laughs> and then he gets fired. After Loses the game. it anyway. Yeah, it's it's the it's a self fulfilling prophecy because maybe maybe if he decided to start Dwayne Haskins, maybe if Dwayne Haskins played a little better, you know, maybe some yeah, maybe exactly. he still has a job. They probably still would have lost the game, but maybe if they didn't lose thirty three to seven on their home field, then maybe he wouldn't have lost his job. But this is, this isn't like the suddenly the Redskins are bad. This is has this has been a consistent bad. Redskins team for the past two three seasons. Oh, past two three seasons, this franchise <laughs> hasn't won a playoff game since two thousand five. This yeah. is an abysmal franchise, and that's uh-huh. coming from a Chargers fan. Now, we have a horrible dysfunctional franchise, but the Redskins make us look like the freaking Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 upsetting because you know, not too long ago they had the pieces with RG three and all that, but it just and didn't the RG three thing was tragic. Um, yeah. You know, like it well, it was tragic, but it also like partially wasn't the wasn't um it was partially on the redskins though because mm-hmm. it's another scenario where you can take this and Dwayne Haskins both of the scenarios where ownership stepped in and picked a guy that the head coach didn't want mm. and then afterwards you know Mike Shanahan when he was the coach of the Washington Redskins he was like I I want Kirk Cousins mm. that that's the quarterback he liked out of the draft he wasn't huge on RG3 um so you know, coming out of that draft, um, you got to start RG3. You took him second overall. You traded all these picks for him. It, it didn't work out because of injury reasons, personally, I believe. I mm. think RG3 is still a, a talented quarterback. And, like, because of the injuries, they try, he tried to become more of a pocket passer, which but wasn't his not, strength. That's not what he is. Yeah. It's, like, the way that, like, if you just made Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket and pass yeah. all day, like, he's not going to be the best he can be. Mm-hmm. That's just not it. Um. But, yeah, so now they're taking another quarterback, which the head coach didn't want. It's been rumors around the league that Jay Gruden had no – he had no will to want Dwayne Haskins on the team. Mm. 
and I kind of understand it from a standpoint. I don't think last year's quarterback class was that great. I don't think it was anything like the year before. The year before, I thought had four really good quarterbacks, four quarterbacks that I still like a lot. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, mm -hmm. Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. I still like all of those, even though, like, Josh Rosen's career has been, you know, up to dry, like, since he was He's been very unlucky, like we said last week. Well, Dwayne Haskins about to be just as unlucky Mm -hmm. because, you know, now he's on a horrible, horrible Redskins team that has pretty much, like, no weapons offensively. Their best offensive lineman, left tackle Trent Williams, is holding out and has no intention to come back because why would he? Why would he, exactly. Um, No, but the thing is, is about that other quarterback class or those four quarter, uh, those four quarterbacks all those quarterbacks you can trust to kind of sit in the pocket and pass which mm-hmm. is the funny part all of them mm-hmm. obviously some are better than others but when you think about those quarterbacks you don't think like rg3 running outside the pocket and making plays being mobile those are pocket passers i mean so is haskins yeah so is yeah to a greater extent but that's what you notice about these type of quarterbacks is that mm-hmm. yeah these mobile quarterbacks are fun to watch and they make the big play sometimes when you want to see them happen but you're putting in your body of, in injuries. Yeah, in terms harm. of long-time sustainability, you're taking a gamble as a GM, as an owner, whatever you want to call it. And that's what we're seeing with Cam Newton especially. I think mm-hmm. the one the one exception to all of this is Russell Wilson. But yeah. I, what's different about Russell Wilson is he's a great pocket passer. Yeah, at the same and time. he's always looking to pass. He's not looking to uh-huh. run the ball. That was People ask why Colin Kaepernick's not in the league anymore. And personally, I don't believe that it has anything to do with the, um, with the you know yeah, whole, like the whole kneeling the for the anthem yeah. thing because, and like I agree with him kneeling for the anthem like politically. I I kind of was like with him on the whole thing. But the thing is, when you have a player like Colin Kaepernick, yes, he has the talent to at least be a backup in the NFL. He uh, went to the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. he brings a lot of media attention to him. Mm-hmm. The same way people like Johnny Manziel, people like Tim Tebow did. And I'm, I don't think that Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow are nearly as good talents as Colin Kaepernick. But Colin Kaepernick is not the star he used to be. And you do not want the backup quarterback stealing the limelight from your starting quarterback. And mm-hmm. That's kind of the issue that's been going on. If it was a situation right now like the Pittsburgh Steelers where now their top two quarterbacks, R- Rudolph just went off with a nasty nasty concussion that looked like a really bad hit dude got knocked out Mm. um then yeah i'd I'd consider signing colin kaepernick but only to a one-year deal like obviously you don't want him stealing the light from from big ben and you don't want all this media attention on your team nfl teams hate media attention Mm -hmm. so much it's It's all about the shield yeah it's it's about the it's about the the nfl as a whole not about you know specific players it's kind of been their mo they're the opposite of the nba it's not a player driven league it's yeah a, it's a team league mm-hmm. uh, so they start to kind of bring too much of that limelight and that's when head coaches usually get turned off um so you know i think it's reasonable but the argument you're making about colin kaepernick but yeah back to the point i was making about like running quarterbacks is that colin kaepernick didn't always look for the pass mm-hmm. he he could use his legs and God, was he a good runner. God, he's still a good runner. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Dude is fast. I mean, he had wheels. Probably a four five forty as a quarterback. Big dude, 6'2", 225, something like that. And, like, had a great arm. Threw bullets all day. Wasn't great at touch passes, but, mm-hmm. you know, could get it where it needed to be. Um, but, yeah, that's at, at the end of the day, you know, like, injuries hampered him. I remember him having concussions, um, getting some injuries because he was running as a quarterback and that's that's another risk you're looking to take as a as a general manager mm. on top of the you know getting a lot of media attention for your backup quarterback 
And now for the Redskins, what is, who is the next coach that they should look for now? The next coach that the Redskins should look for? See, that's an interesting scenario because I I think obviously the best court or the best quarterback, the best coach available. The league, the way the league goes is if you have a if you have a young quarterback, you're gonna want to groom him. So my my brain automatically goes to Mike McCarthy, mm. who was you know. Um, Worked with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Yeah, and has success being a uh, quarterback whisperer. You know, obviously, this guy and his staff developed Aaron Rodgers to be the way that he was. Aaron Rodgers coming out of college, they had to completely change his throwing motion. I'm not sure if a lot of people still remember this, but when he was sitting on the bench for Green Bay for those two, three years, you know, he, like, they completely reworked his his footwork and his throwing motion, and that's a big reason why uh, Rodgers is the quarterback he is today. You can look at his at his form throwing the football in college and compare it to his NFL, like what he does now, it's night and day. It, it looks mm-hmm. like a different player, honestly. Yeah. So I think McCarthy um, McCarthy is a guy that I would be interested in, you know, having success in the NFL, uh, being a quarterback whisperer. I think that would be a guy that could help Dwayne Haskins' career. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm not sure if I want the Redskins job, though. You don't think so? You, yeah, you don't want to go to that uh, yeah, horrible kind of team. You know, and, like, w- if you're Mike McCarthy, I feel like you kind of got – I mean, yeah, things ended ba- poorly in Green Bay. But you got to take a look at, like um, – remember when Andy Reid left Philadelphia? Mm. He kind of had his pick of the litter. And he got to be in a in a big – Pretty good situation. S- he got to be in a good situation in Kansas City where they still had Alex Smith, mm-hmm. uh, a good defense at the time. You know, he um, got he got to make the Kansas City offense what he wanted to do in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he wanted that quick, you know, West Coast style pick and pop, run to the line of scrimmage. Like he had the guys to do that. Mm-hmm. And he now, tried to do that when he had Michael Vick come back in Philly, but it didn't work out. And now he's got the quarterback to do it with Patrick Mahomes. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing dangerous stuff because Andy Reid is a dangerous play caller. Like he's uh-huh. one of the most innovative minds in in the NFL. Some of his clock management is a little questionable. Yeah, but, but that's but, a different conversation. You know, the success of his his record as a head coach. Oh yeah, shows. And his schemes and stuff like that, yeah. So, and it's funny when I think about. Correct me if I'm wrong. When I think about this, because I agree with you, I think Mike McCarthy is the best option for the Redskins. Assuming he does go, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Bruce Arians. Oh yeah, because Bruce Arians, he was on the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. And he retired. They, who? Arians from the Cardinals. Yeah, retired from the Cardinals and then mm-hmm. went to now he's in uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Cardinals had a good team when he was there. Oh, great team. And then he goes to a similar situation. Tampa Bay is not that great, but they have a super young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they kind of trust, okay, Bruce Arians is that quarterback whisperer, kind of like Mike McCarthy is, and they trust him to mm-hmm. kind of make Jameis Winston reach the potential that they expect him to reach. So it kind of reminds me of a Bruce Arians kind of situation where you bring in the head coach mainly for the purpose of making that young quarterback feel more comfortable. So I think that's the best option, too. I think I think that's a really good move. Um it, it would be a great move if the Redskins could land him, but there's also a lot of other coaching jobs that are going to be available after this season, probably, with, especially with how bad people are doing. I know your guy um, from the Patriots, Brian Flores, mm-hmm. is on the Dolphins, but I'm not sure if he makes it past this year if they go 0-16. Yeah. That could be a, you know, and if they get the first overall pick and they pick Tua Tonga-Valoa, yeah. I think I'd rather have, you know, rather you, I don't think there's any doubt that, like, just off of raw talent, Tua has more talent than Dwayne Haskins. Mm. So that could be a better situation, even though you might have a worse team overall. You yeah. get to groom this potentially great quarterback. And what's funny is Brian Flores left the Patriots, goes to the Dolphins, and then now this year with the new coordinator, the Patriots have one of the best defenses they've had 
in the past. I don't in know how years. many runs, and it's just it's crazy, you know. They've also drafted really well. Yeah, um, I think that should be noted about the Patriots because they had eight eight draft picks in this past year's draft, hmm. um, and they they definitely took advantage of it. They got that new young guy Winovich or something like that, mm-hmm. who's really good. Um, and so, yeah, this defense, Stephon Gilmore is already in, like, an outstanding corner. Um, so, yeah, that defense is looking really dangerous. Uh, and it's the Patriots. They get average players to overperform. They've yeah. been doing that since the beginning. Kyle Van Noy shouldn't be a pro bowler, but, you know, somehow he plays on that kind of level. But somehow he is. That was that was my joke going into the, the what's it called, going into the playoffs last year. I kept on saying, like, yeah, Kyle Van Noy is going to win Super Bowl MVP, and I'm going to have to freaking <laughs> eat my words because, like, it's Kyle Van Noy. And now Noy. it's going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened this year. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's um, and the next question I have is right now are the are the Redskins sabotaging Dwayne Haskins' career? How so? If they play him, you're saying? No, no, no. Like what with what they're doing with you know playing McCoy right We're now. Playing McCoy. Well, like let let's assume for the best and hope that whoever comes in and fills this vacant position plays Dwayne Haskins. Um, do I think them not playing I him right now their, sabotages it? A, it, it? I don't a, know. It was a position coach they made the interim i want to say it was like the o-line coach or the tight ends coach or something like that yeah i don't want to speculate i, I but don't i don't remember what his name was i can look that up i'm sorry for not doing my research no but i don't think it's going to sabotage his career if he doesn't really play that much this season i think i think that would be a little bit of an overstatement i'd like to see him play i think it's smart to see him play this season since you're not really playing for anything but if if the coaching staff for some reason decides that they want to play colt mccoy instead i don't think it's sabotaging his career i think it's okay even though you draft a guy highly in the draft, I think it's okay if you make that decision as an organization, if you want to see him kind of be on the bench more and kind of be second fiddle to that first quarterback, I think that's okay. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for his career. Bill I Callahan. think there's a, there's a better option, but I don't think it's going to sabotage it. I think that's a little strong mm. this early. Yeah, yeah, that could be an over-exaggeration. I, I don't know. I just get the feeling that I got with the whole Josh Rosen situation. That's what I'm kind of worried about. Mm. And, like, you know, he just put in really, really crappy situations. Bill Callahan, by the way, is the um, he was the offensive line coach for the Redskins and now is taking over as head coach, interim head coach, until the, the season is over. Yeah, I could coach the Redskins right now. It wouldn't make a difference. So, <laughs> good luck, Bill, but... Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, next topic on for debate is... Uh, and the New York Football Giants. Back to earth. <laughs> Danny Dimes, who? Yeah, not not a pretty performance for um for the offense or the defense mm. on the on the New York Giants. And the, the defense looked a little more hopeful against uh the last two weeks against, you know, teams that were a little more beatable. But playing the Minnesota Vikings, that's a that's a yeah. good defense. They got players. They got mm-hmm. real players. And um Kirk Cousins had something to prove. He finally played a good game this season, so I think he's going to get back on track. After he played makeup with Adam Thielen on a podcast, yeah. he finally decides to throw the ball to him. I think it was in the first half. He had like 128 yards and two touchdowns, something insane. I'm not sure if that was his fault, though. I think the coaching the coaching staff was just trying to, like, you know, dink and dunk and do power run and then, like, try to minimize the mistakes that Cousins could make. Mm. I don't think they wanted to throw it, throw him throw it deep. So I'm not sure if Thielen's comments were necessarily at Cousins and yeah. they might have been more so at Mike Zimmer cuz Zimmer's, you know, a defensive head yeah, coach. Yeah, he's a defensive, yeah, ground and pound. Um but thing the thing is also Kirk Cousins people always criticize him for not going for the big throw or you know kind of being super duper pensive, but he was making some throws yesterday that are not easy throws to make. He was in, in good coverage. He had some nice touch passes to Adam Thielen. Um 
I don't know Stefan Diggs' stat line, but I didn't see him get involved that much, at least not compared to Thielen. Thielen played out of his mind, like he should be playing. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Giants just could not compare to those weapons on offense. As soon as Adam Thielen got going, they would drop back a little bit. They and this isn't when Cook. He'd run all over them. It was just, you know, it was the Giants at and, the end of the day. And this is another week that Daniel Jones just did not play great. And I, I'm not trying to like say he did awful, but you look at, you know, the week before against the Redskins, one touchdown to two interceptions. I know he completed 74% of his passes, but only a, a passer rating of 78, um, which is not, not great. This week against a much tougher defense, this is a real NFL defense, only 182 yards, 55% completion, 4.8 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception, sacked four times. Mm. It it wasn't it wasn't too pretty. Um, I think the big thing that stands up to me is the completion percentage. Like you got to complete more than fifty five percent of your passes. That's mm-hmm. that's just really bad. Um, so, and this goes back to my point. Like I'm not saying I'm not coming out here to say, hey, look, I was right. No, I yeah. I still think we got to give this guy more time to like really assess how good he is as a quarterback. But what I was getting to is that um, you can't just. You know, you can't put him in the Hall of Fame after his first game, that, that insane comeback against Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. which arguably they should have lost. <laughs> yeah. If, if, uh, it wasn't so clear-cut. If, if Matt Gay doesn't take a, a five-yard penalty, delay a game penalty, um, he kicks that ball through the uprights, and, they, and, and the they Tampa the Bay Buccaneers win the game. So, like I said, we just got to slow our roll with Daniel Jones. We got to see what he is as a quarterback. I'm still not 100% sold. Um honestly it's because i didn't really like any of the quarterbacks coming out of this class this year i think next year's got a much uh brighter class um and i think a lot of this hype too was like a sort of bottled up kind of emotion on behalf of giants fans because let's not forget they drafted him super early six overall they drafted him to the point where people thought that they could have picked up another player and still gotten him with their second pick people were saying that he was going to be a second round draft pick. second round draft pick right so when he has this good performance, you just see an outburst from fans that, okay, we didn't make a horrible decision. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of got brought back down to earth a little bit. So I do agree that it's a little bit early, but I think that initial outpour of energy for that one performance was just the culmination of, oh, my God, we picked this guy so freaking early. We could have got him several draft picks in, but we decided to take him so early. See, I have um, – I don't know how you felt about that, but – I think um, my problem was never with Daniel Jones getting picked early Um, because, like, I know a lot of people think that, um, you know, you can get more talent, but you're making a huge gamble. I think if you have, if you are certain that this guy is your quarterback of the future, and you only use a first-round draft pick on a quarterback if this is your quarterback of the future. Mm. And if he's your quarterback of the future, you take him at one. You'd take him anywhere. That's that's personally what I believe. If mm. I found my guy, I'm taking him with the first overall pick with any pick that I could get. I'm not I'm not taking my chances and waiting until 17 so I could pick, you know, the the pass rusher Josh Allen out of Kentucky, who I, is doing great for the the Jaguars. But this is the thing: if this is your quarterback, you take him as soon as you can get him. That that was my personal opinion throughout the entire time. I just thought he wasn't going to be. Um, Great. A great quarterback. I didn't see it in college, personally. He also played in a very weak conference. Yeah. Which is a huge turnoff. This is not basketball. If you play in the ACC in college football, you know, 
You're kind of already on the back foot. Mm-hmm. And I get that his receivers weren't great and dropped a lot of passes, but yeah. the the stuff he did against <clears throat> the big difference I saw is when he played up to tougher competition. Yeah, he didn't. He his import his performance always dipped. He did not play up to competition. He you know smacked the really bad teams, the Rices and the <laughs> you know all these weird teams, but. When it was time to play an SEC team, like he'd get his, he'd get throttled, you know. And that was a difference I saw with Haskins in college, and that's the thing that impressed me. Not that I was ever huge on Haskins, but personally, before the draft coming out, what I liked from Haskins was that he played up to competition. You know, when it was time to play, you know, not just Big Ten teams but SEC teams, he played really well, and you saw that in a fifty touchdown, seven interception season. Mm. He played out of his mind. The The downside of Dwayne Haskins is he only played one year of college football starting. Um, so that was that was worrisome. And that's something you see out of like that. I just I, I wouldn't want out of my quarterbacks because, you know, you see with my prime example is Mitch Trubisky, who only played one year of college football. And, you know, he doesn't seem to have a very high ceiling. I always thought Deshaun Watson was the better quarterback. Out oh, of that draft a class. thousand percent over Mitch Trubisky. So what so what's the takeaway here? That for giant for people who are huge fans of Daniel Jones, people that are huge fans of Daniel Jones, don't get your hypes up. Uh, your hypes, don't get your hopes up too high. This team's still going six and ten. Mm. Um, I think that's better. best scenario. No, I think that's realistic. You think it's realistic? I, they're two and three right now. I think they'll go six and ten at the end of the year. I think if they kept Eli in the entire year, they would have went four and twelve. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I think realistically they go six and ten. There's some beatable teams on their schedule. You know, they do play the Redskins twice after all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who they're playing next week? The Patriots? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's going to... Get ready, Danny. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really tough matchup for a rookie quarterback. In, in Foxborough. Yeah, the Patriots The Patriots demolish rookie quarterbacks, and they always have. So that's going to be a tough one. If he's if he's got the Eli Manning that everyone says that's in him. Oh, he better not. <laughs> Maybe he wins the game. But yeah. he's a rookie. I don't expect much out of that game. I'm not... Like like I said, just Giants fans, don't get your hopes too high. This is a young kid. He's gonna get better, but you know, he's not I mean, he's not gonna be Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? Stay optimistic at the end of the day because I'm seeing now Saquon Barkley's gonna come back Saquon Barkley is going to come back soon. Mm-hmm. And that's another crutch that he can rely on as a quarterback too. Run the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you have a rookie quarterback on your team. That's what this team should be doing is trust your super-duper high round draft pick who is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. Run the ball and then make Daniel Jones' life easier. He's had a battered-up offense, so I'll give him that at least. You know, and, he, and, Those are things he can't control. And like we were saying last week, too, with the whole you know running the ball situation, it just proves my point this year. You look at the teams that have effectively ran the ball. Teams that are – those are the teams that have won this week. The Chargers – uh, had Melvin Gordon back. They he ran eleven times for like thirty yards, thirty mm-hmm. something yards. Was absolutely awful. He got stuck up by the the Broncos defense, and they were poor because of it. You saw the Oakland Raiders beat the Chicago Bears, a game that I don't think anybody saw. That nobody, winning. nobody in London. Josh Jacobs ran twenty six times for one hundred twenty three yards. That takes so much pressure off of Derek Carr, who, by the way, is kind of having a sneaky good season. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to add he his com, his uh, completion rating is off the roof, and it has been since uh, John Gruden has taken over. Um, but th- this is the stuff that matters. You got to run the football effectively. Another team that runs the football effectively, the Carolina Panthers. Mm. 
The Carolina Panthers ask so much out of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> so much. And he just delivers. <laughs> 47 points in fantasy. Not only did he lead the team in rushing, um, was second on the team, second in the team in receiving, but he mm. also threw a pass. Granted, it was incomplete, but he mm. threw a pass. <laughs> threw a pass on top of that, too. He has to also play quarterback for yeah. Kyle Allen. <laughs> what, what else does Christian McCaffrey have to do for this team? And it, I mean, it shows he's the reason that they're, that they're winning these games. Uh, you know, the Jaguars played a hell of a game. I, I won't lie. And Kyle Allen did what he needed to. He managed the game because there's a lot of talent on this team around Kyle Allen. So he doesn't need to do a big job. Gardner Minshew, man, played a, a great game again against the, against the Panthers through for 374 yards, you know, 8.5 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I thought he did fantastic. Leonard Fournette ran the ball effectively 23 times for 108 yards and a touchdown. You know, but I think we're, we're seeing – well, the point is we're seeing a, a paradigm shift where for so long it was these big arm quarterbacks, um, you know, the, Aaron Rodgers – I'd say Aaron Rodgers is slightly out of his prime. Mm-hmm. But in his prime, he'd just throw the ball like 40, 50 times. Well, since 2000, it would be absolutely stunning. But like that, there's a reason why he hasn't won the Super Bowl since 2011, and it's because they didn't have a defense and they didn't have a running game. Mm-hmm. So that's quarterbacks can't do everything. I, the saying always goes: offense wins games, defense wins championships. And at the end of the day, that's the difference we're seeing in these leagues or in these games. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Next up. Next up, I got. I didn't even have my notes <laughs> open. Uh, next up is uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, this is going to be a good argument between us. Tell I'm, what not, you think. I'm not for paying Dak Prescott. Why not? Because back to the conversation we had before, I don't think he's a pure pocket passer. I think he misses super easy reads. I think he likes to rely on the fact that he's mobile a lot. I think that he, in the pocket, as mobile as he is as a, as a quarterback outside of the pocket and kind of making plays happen sometimes, in the pocket he's as blind as a bat. When the I mean, given that yesterday, from what I saw, that old line that is supposed to be that is so coveted by the rest of the league, that amazing Dallas offensive line got torn apart by that Green Bay front line. Yeah, I, I'd like to add that the the um, Dallas Cowboys offensive line is not what it was that one year with Tony Romo when they did amazing and mm-hmm. then they lost because of the the the, the Des Bryant catch. Yeah. That was that was peak Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you absolutely saw that. And that was the year that oh, who was their running back that year? It DeMarco was DeMarco Murray? Yes, DeMarco Murray. He mm-hmm. went off. He was absolutely uh, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And and that team played so well and you know what? They probably deserved to be to win that game against the Packers, but that one because catch, the, yeah. Because of the rules at the time, you know, that's that's what happened. Um, but yeah, I don't, the way it just looked, I think what I said, he misses reads. He doesn't know how to kind of function in the pocket. He's not that pocket passer that you want. And it showed, I mean, fine. That first interception early on wasn't his fault. It fell out of Amari Cooper's hands and went into the other the defensive back's hands. That's something you don't get mad about. But after that, the whole, his whole body language just shifted and it was in his head after that. He made a couple plays on the stretch, but I mean, at the end of the day, you have to try to make plays happen as a quarterback. And I, Judging from what I've seen from Dak Prescott, one super-duper good season, a sophomore slump, and then a whole bunch of average is not what I want out of my franchise quarterback. And honestly, if I was the Dallas ownership, I would not. I would try to convince my GM not to pay him. But knowing Jerry Jones, and personally this is my opinion on Jerry Jones, since I think that, and thinking he knows it too, 
you know, knock on wood, I think he's going to kick the bucket soon. He's going to want to win that NFL championship. And the odds of Jerry Jones being patient and waiting for another quarterback to come through the ranks is very doubtful. And I think he's going to pay him off impulse. And that's going to be a huge mistake for this franchise going forward. I think what a lot of you're saying makes sense. But this is my but. The Cowboys have played two really tough defenses back to back, two underrated defenses in this league. And I think a, a big one you got to look at is the Saints. The Saints defense is absolutely filthy with Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. They got some players on that defense. So I don't think that's all on Dak Prescott. I know he hasn't played great the last two games. Um, but I just, I think back to the Cowboys I knew growing up. You know what the Cowboys were when I was growing up? Eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight mm-hmm. and eight, eight and eight. Yep. This Dallas Cowboys team is not eight and eight. This team is going to go ten and six, probably. Mm-hmm. I expect this team to make the playoffs. And you know what? If Dak Prescott does not make, if Dak Prescott goes eight and eight this year, find a new quarterback. Go mm-hmm. ahead. But I don't expect that to because I think Dak is a really smart guy. I think the last two weeks have been kind of out of character because he, through his career he has not been a, a quarterback that habitually makes these mistakes and throws these interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I know from his rookie year, he only threw four interceptions, 27 yeah. touchdowns to four interceptions. Which was what was so attractive. Don't throw picks. That's why, every, that's why Cole loves Aaron Rodgers. The guy does not turn the ball over. Well, that's it's it's just an important part of playing the game. And right now, you got to look at uh, Dak Prescott's stats. It's so early in the season, but uh, y- yes, he's on track to. He throw. almost has a pick a game. He's on track to throw the most interceptions in his career. But this right now, he has the highest completion percentage in his career, and he's on track to throw the most touchdowns in his career. He mm-hmm. also has the highest passer rating in his career. So, I, I look. I know he played some bad teams the first couple weeks. And now he's playing some really good teams. But the thing is, like, these are underrated defenses. I think he will get better as the season goes on. Mm. Um, I Yes, he's going to have to learn to deal with these defenses. But this this team is is better than uh, those 8-8 eight eight teams. Those, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's better than those 8-8 eight eight teams. He's not making the same mistakes that Tony Romo. Tony Romo was a great statistical quarterback, threw a lot of touchdowns. But at the end of the game... He'd throw picks, and that's why everyone, you know, mm-hmm. blamed him for for so many losses, and that's a big reason why they went eight and eight so much. You know, Romo would get down to the end zone and throw a pick. I mean, Rivers does the same thing, and it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's the thing. If if Prescott gets back to who he is and takes care of the ball, he doesn't need to. the The Cowboys are passing it a lot more than they need to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what everyone was saying before the game started. Run the ball. Yeah, run the ball. Because when you run the ball, it makes your quarterback, no matter who your quarterback is, it makes them look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers looked great last night. You know how many touchdowns Aaron Rodgers had? Zero. Zero. You know how many his running back had? Four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and they kicked the crap out of the out of the Cowboys in their own house. Oh, yeah. And this game was not as close as the, as the scoreboard reports. It's oh, yeah. 34-24 Packers. This was... This, this game, game was, was over out at half of reach. Time. Exactly, yeah. it it was not close. But the thing is, you know, Dak Prescott's gonna go. Um, I I think it's a home. No, it's it's an away game. Um, in at MetLife against the Jets. You better win that game, Dak. He, he's gonna get his confidence back. There's, unless Darnold comes back, I don't expect it to be a game. Even then, the Cowboys should still win because they're a better team. From top to bottom, a better team. And and then they're right back home for the Eagles, and I think that's going to be the perfect confidence boost he gets to get back 
to get back home and play uh, a stingy Philadelphia defense and, and win I, an important divisional game. But let's but let's not sugarcoat it here. The Cowboys do not have an easy schedule this year. I'm looking at it right now. Got to play the Eagles, Giants is you know iffy game. Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, they, Bears, they, Rams. That's were, a tough schedule coming were, up. Well, this is a first place schedule. Didn't they come first place in their division last year? Yes. Yeah, because I, I thought the Eagles made the wild card, which I'm pretty sure they did. They did. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so they they went they went straight to play the Rams in the divisional game. Yeah, yeah. So this is a first place schedule. This is and there's a lot of teams that are better than we thought they were going to be. The Lions, for example, didn't think the Lions were going to be that good. They almost beat the the mm-hmm. the Chiefs the other week last week. They got to play the Pats, and then I'm really curious to see them play against that Bills defense. Yeah, that Bills defense is tough. They're, Scary. The the Buffalo Bills are four and one right now, and no one's mm-hmm. paying attention. Josh Allen just came back from a, a concussion and played out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He's he's playing way better than. Josh Allen is a quarterback that I thought he was going to be not so good coming out of that, but you know the I think the Bills got it right, man. He he's got the arm to play in Buffalo. When it gets cold, mm-hmm. he's going to be able to throw those darts that you need to throw when it's windy and cold in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the Patriots fan who's crapping himself right now because they have to stop winning. <laughs> so hopefully the Cowboys beat them. I mean, it, it's still a young team, but uh, so I, if, the Patriots shouldn't be too worried because Patriots look filthy. If, once Tom Brady retires, I'd be a little worried about the Bills, but. Outside of that, that's so yeah, about it. that's my opinion about Dak. I think you do not pay him. You franchise him. You make him play one more year and make him play for that contract. And if he doesn't show up, next one up. Nah, I I think um, it's it's hard to find a, a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And right mm-hmm. now, if you're in a if you're in a position like this, Dak is definitely a serviceable quarterback. I like I said, I don't expect him to be Aaron Rodgers, but I think he can win a Super Bowl. I think Dak Prescott has the ability to do that. I think he has the right tangibles. I think he's got the right stuff going on in between his ears. Um, and I think he's a really good leader. And besides that, I know he's not the most physically astounding. He doesn't have the biggest arm. That's why he wasn't a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. But the stuff he's done on the field has been impressive to me. Um, I think you sign him. They want to get. Uh, because otherwise, they're not going to have a record to get to get the a top quarterback that they want to get. They're they're Within not in the foreseeable future. Yeah, they're they're still going to be if they franchise tag him, they can franchise tag him forever, and you know once they decide to finally let him go, if they're not going to pay him, they'll you know worst case scenario what they go nine and seven, eight and eight, that's not going to get you a, a franchise quarterback. That's going to get you like the sixteenth pick in the draft. You know that's mm-hmm. so that's you know nothing to. I mean, I just want if he would have to convince me if he really change it up now within the next one to two years because you know what on the other side of the ball too they have a good defense don't look at the score yesterday because that was also the part of the fact that at the beginning of the game Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily walking all over Dallas and Dallas had chances to kind of get into the game maybe put some points up on the board and it went from punt into punt and it was just there were no points being put up on the board mm-hmm. and let's remember at the start of the second half Dallas was down a lot Green Bay didn't score for maybe two, three drives, and that's what kind of got Dallas within that 10-point range. That defense held up, and that's the best defense they've had within the last couple of years, I would say. they got good linebackers. It's, it's the defense that you expect to carry you into the playoffs. That other side of the ball has to show up then at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Leighton, Leighton Vander Esch is, I think, the clear stud of this defense. Um, oh, yeah, he's making Sean Lee sit on the bench. 
he he looks like a stud, man. Mm-hmm. And Sean Lee's a really really good player. Yeah, I mean Sean Lee's getting up there in age, but uh, no, he's, but you know, just think about that. He's sitting on your bench as a linebacker because of this guy, because of Van Der Esch. Van Van Der Esch is a really good player. But mm-hmm. on to our next topic, which is going to be the um, playoff predictions. Um, now that we're a little past a quarter through the season, mm. um, starting with your home division. The AFC East. Right now, we have the Patriots sitting at five and zero. The Bills sitting at four and one. The Dolphins sitting at zero and four, and the Jets at zero and four. The Dolphins are winning the division, right? Easily. <laughs> They're going to run the table. <laughs> go twelve and four. Patriots lose out. Bills go eight and eight. Patriots lose out. Tom Brady and Bill both retire at the same time. <laughs> I think it's safe to assume that in the AFC East, the Patriots will be the top of that division. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any debating in that. You look at um, the Patriots have only allowed thirty-four points this entire season which is ridiculous defense. That's the big takeaway for me. Leave the offense aside with the Patriots. This defense is do incredible. You, do you know how many of the Dolphins have allowed score against them this season? I don't want to know. 163. Oh, my God. The Dolphins have only scored 26 points this season. So I, I Swallow that pill. <sighs> All right. On, Up to, next. on to the AFC West, my home division. The Chiefs sitting at four and one. The Raiders surprisingly at three and three, two. I, I know. The Chargers at two and three, and the Broncos at one and four. Hmm. Well, I think we had this conversation too. Mr. Mahomes hasn't played too well these past two games. There's a blueprint. There's a blueprint on how to stop him, and that blueprint is run the football and keep it out of his hands. Keep you know, him off the field. How do you think the Patriots beat him last year? Well, you know what? Who else this blueprint worked for back in the day that I was remembering when the the Chargers had to play teams like this? Worked for a little little Broncos team with Peyton Manning on it. Mm-hmm. You keep Peyton Manning off the field, and that Broncos team isn't as scary as it used to be. Got a pretty good shot of winning the game, at least. All of a sudden, he's out of rhythm. If you can run the ball down the Chiefs' neck, that's how you're going to beat him. And that is what the um, that's what the Indianapolis Colts did, and that is why they won the game against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Um, I think in this division, I think the Chiefs will remain on top. But I'm curious to see what the Chargers are going to do here. Do I think they're good enough to be higher than the Chiefs in terms of standings? Questionable. But at the very least, you cannot let this Raiders team take that second spot. Yeah, I, I don't think that – I don't think the – I don't think they can sustain it, this Raiders team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if the Raiders can either. I think it would be a pleasant su- surprise for the Raiders to go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, um, personally, uh, for Raiders fans everywhere. Um but the way you look at this, uh, this Chargers team has a lot of talent. I don't think there's any denying that. But they've been absolutely ravaged by injuries. So once the team gets a little more back together, um, mm-hmm. now that Melvin Gordon's back, you know, they haven't completely unraveled. Um, but they just need to get, like, you know, get all their players back. I think you're allowed to have a bad game. Yeah. To, to, the, to the back half of the season, I think they'll, they'll be a little bit better. They'll get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. I still see the the Chargers making the the wild card and maybe going nine and seven, ten and six around mm-hmm. there. I was gonna say that, um, but I, I they're they're not what they were last year, and it's it's because of injuries. Personally, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, and the Broncos Broncos will come in last because Joe Flacco's not doing anything on this. Even even like they're the the uh, yesterday's game with the Broncos and the Chargers. There was a pick six that Michael Davis dropped. Mm-hmm. It was a pick six waiting to happen. If he just caught it and took it to the house, you know, this would be a different game. Yeah. It would have been – it probably would have gone to overtime. Who knows what it won. Yeah, little details that just didn't go their way, honestly. So, And a poor offensive play. Uh, kudos to the, the Broncos' defense for finally getting together, but yeah. the Chargers played awfully offensively. Mm-hmm. This, inter- this division's interesting to me a little bit. AFC North? Just with the top two teams. 
Oh yeah, the the other two are gonna. The stink other two it up. we don't really care about, but those top two, I, those are, I don't know. It's Every, interesting to see how it's gonna play out. Everyone was riding the Lamar Jackson hype train coming out of the first two weeks. Yep. Now what's going on? Exactly. Um, they yep. they won this week against the Steelers, but not convincingly. They had to go to overtime against the third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not pretty. I think right now it's looking like if the Browns can beat the 49ers tonight, it's their division to take. And I'm taking the 49ers tonight. You are? The 49ers, the 49ers look tonight. good. The 49ers look good. But I think this is this is, this is is Baker Mayfield's prove-it moment, I think. I think if he wins this game, that's going to be a turning point in his career. And I think he's, he's just going to take it to another level after that. And mm-hmm. I know this team has the potential to do that. I know that Baker has the potential to do that the way – you know the way he can throw with his accuracy he's just gotta if he can cut down on the turnovers if that offensive line can hold and if they can run the football effectively they have the talent to beat this 49ers team will Mm -hmm. they i don't know the 49ers have a disgustingly good defensive line Mm -hmm. nick bosa deforest buckner uh solomon thomas uh who's the other guy eric armstead Mm -hmm. really like they they did five years of straight top five picks drafting defensive lineman mm-hmm. that that and now it's paying is, off yeah that, that defense is scary people don't talk about deforest buckner a lot he went to high school five minutes away from me he was a stud mm-hmm. I, he used to play basketball against my team and um yeah he caught an alley-oop against my team when like no one on my team could dunk and it was like we were we were embarrassed i thought you were on espn top 10 when it happened yeah he's like i mean at the time he was like a six six seven junior or senior in college and just absolutely destroying people. He's he's a big guy, really athletic, super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a stud. Um, so that's going to be a tough defense. Um, yeah, I think I think for this division, you can make an, you can make a pretty good argument that the Browns are going to come on top because the Browns are blessed with the fact that the Steelers and the Bengals are horrible. More so the Steelers that they're not going to do that great this year. And you just have to get through the Ravens, honestly. You have to make sure that you win these types of games, that you these nitty-gritty games where you're going to come against teams that are just about as good as you, but I they, would say. They proved they could last week against the Ravens, though. They mm-hmm. beat them. Yeah. So you have, to, you have to consistently push that forward. So I think you know the Browns have to, have to really take advantage of the situation they're in this season. You don't have really – the division's not that great. And they don't have a very tough schedule. You mm-hmm. know, they only won, what, six games last year? Mm-hmm. I think they went 6-9-1 and one last year. Um so you know, their their schedule is not as tough as it as it could be, um, and they're playing a, a Ravens team that's pretty good, but I think beatable. Mm-hmm. So we we will see. This this division is also interesting to me too. Oh, this is the division I wanted to talk about the most. AFC South. Yeah. Who I love this division. Like I love this division because it's like it's almost so bad that it's exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's but, it's incredible that we're that Jacoby Brissett might be the best quarterback in this division right now. Currently, did you, did you see Deshaun Watson last oh, night? Oh no, though? yeah, it's just it's just insane that the argument is being put out the, there. The argument could be made. I think like all like I mean, okay, Deshaun Watson played out of his mind yesterday. You know, throwing for four hundred seventy-seven yards, two hundred seventeen in three defense, which is to Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Fifty-three points torched. That Falcons defense, which I know is really banged up, mm-hmm. and goes to the show that I, you know, I don't think the Falcons are going to be that great this year. Mm-hmm. The, the NFC South is a mess. I don't like any of the teams in the NFC South. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. don't want to talk about them. But 
The AFC South, I like a lot of the players in this. I, you know what? I like Jacoby Brissett. I don't think he's a star, but I like Jacoby Brissett. Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew is becoming my favorite player in the NFL just because he's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way he played against the Panthers, you know, the Panthers, I think the Panthers are a better team than the Jaguars, but he he played like a, a veteran quarterback. He threw for Yeah, he played a very good game. Three Over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Let's not forget this man is the backup to the guy that just got paid big money to play on this Jaguars team. So I think he should take his job. That would be funny if it happened to Nick Foles. I, I mean, not to wish anything bad on Nick Foles, but like going forward, I don't really want Nick Foles to be the quarterback of this Jaguars team. I want Gardner Minshew to be the quarterback. He, he brings a new energy that I think this team needs. You know, the Jaguars have been such an abysmal franchise for such a long time, just losing, 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 ever ever since their existence, pretty much. Disregarding that one season where they should have beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah, that one Blake Bortles magic season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what happened there. But they, they haven't been a good franchise, and it, it takes someone with a little bit of attitude to kind of turn that around. And that's what we're seeing with Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew. I just think the stories behind Gardner Minshew are funnier. Um, the stories behind Baker Mayfield kind of make me cringe a little bit. The whole, um, you know, running from the cops thing was bad. Mm-hmm. I thought the one I thought was funny, but was also kind of cringy, is when he was playing a game against. Um, oh, I forget who he was playing against. What did he do? He he said. Um, <laughs> he said, "You forgot who Daddy is. I'm gonna have to spank you today." <laughs> Was it wait? Was it the same game where you stuck the flag in the middle of the field? I don't think it was against Ohio State, but I can look that up and get back to you. Yeah. Um. What do you, What do you make out of this division? Um. Let's not forget that uh, the Colts beat the Chiefs yesterday. They did. Yes. In their own house, which, like, I think says a lot about this Colts team. But I don't trust them enough to win this division. Um. I'm gonna ride the kind of. Minshew mania here, and I'm going to put this as down between the Texans and the Jaguars. Are you really? I didn't expect that one. Um, who do I favor? The Texans. But yeah. I think top to bottom in terms of both these teams, if you compare them, I think you can make a case for one or the other being at the top of the division. Um, I could just as easily pick the Colts, but um, I don't think that they kind of have the... I think they lack in terms of matchups. They got a good quarterback who is probably, in my opinion, you know, I think Deshaun Johnson a little bit better. And then Jacob Brissett's the second guy. Um, but I think in terms of matchups, they don't have the players, what simply. About, what about the Titans? Uh, no, I think the Titans are going to fight for fourth or third. Um, Damn. I don't trust, I, for the you same reasons, I don't really trust the Colts. No, I don't, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but your opinion. I think that the Texans and the Jaguars are going to fight for it. But who do I think is going to be the guy at the top, the team at the top? The mm-hmm. Houston Texans. And I think the Jaguars are going to really try to make a case. Um, but yeah, that's who I think is going to come out of this division. Easily the most interesting division in terms of this point in the season. Three and two, three and two, two and three, two and three. Oh yeah, it's tight. You can't it's, get any more tight a, than it's that. It's a toss-up. I, I I'm excited. I, I saw the quote again. It it is um, you forgot who Daddy is. I'm gonna have to spank you today. Uh, but it doesn't say who he was playing against, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is a super interesting division. I, I think any of these four teams could win it. I'd be the happiest. If the Jaguars did, just because, like... For reasons we know. <laughs> because I freaking love Gardner Minshew, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dude cracks me up every single week. I, it, it's pretty amazing. But I also, um, you know, looking at, I think, defensively, I think the Jaguars do have the most talent on out of... Um, I think they even have more talent than the Texans do defensively. And mm-hmm. I know the Texans have J.J. Uh, Watt and stuff, but it's kind of an aging defense on the Texans. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're not as good as they used to be. Um, the Jaguars, when the Jaguars' defense plays like it can, uh, then they're a scary team, mm. you know. But right now they have Jalen Ramsey holding out. Yeah, they have good players. Miles Jack. They just drafted um, Josh Allen out of Kentucky, that edge rusher. I forget. They used to have some better players. They didn't have Dante. They traded away Dante Fowler Jr. But they they have they have talent on that team mm-hmm. that I don't think should be um, disregarded. I do like the Titans too. I think. I mean, realistically, I I think that the the Texans should win this division, um, but I think the Jaguars and the Titans could also. I personally, I'm kind of on the opposite side of you. Yeah, I, you don't think the Colts? I don't think the Colts are going to win this division. I think they're really young, um, and I don't think they they're going to make it as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I still don't have my full. I know you like Jacoby Brissett because he's a New England boy. Yeah. Um, but I don't trust Jacoby Brissett that much yet uh even though he has played well i don't know why i trust gardner Minshew more than him because you like him it's more because of all the other crap because you broke his hand in college because he wanted a redshirt for a season those are the kind of guys that cole idolizes oh yeah absolutely yeah, that's that shows commitment i don't even want to talk about the nfc east like i really don't oh the nfc east yeah no um <laughs> let's just i'm gonna say the cowboys <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say you're gonna say the cowboys are gonna act like the giants and redskins don't exist yeah, uh, um, I think we already opinion? said that the I, I I said my opinion on the Giants. I think they go six and ten. Um, the best team in this in this division is the Eagles. Personally, I think I think they're a better team. Oh, you're gonna go with the Eagles? I'm, I'm, I'll take the Eagles. Okay, I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, which you know what, you can argue that's sort of a toss up. Yeah, no, I I think so too. I think it's close, but I think um, at the end of the day, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, he's more talented than Dak Prescott. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Um, not that I don't like Dak Prescott, but I think that, you know, at when, you know, when all else equal, which is pretty much what we have with these two teams, hmm. it's going to be Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz gets the job done for me. Gotcha. So it depends on Carson Wentz's health. If he stays healthy, I've got the Eagles. Okay. NFC West. I'm taking this Seattle. A, this is a tight division, too. You're taking Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Why? Because I trust their quarterback the most. I mean... Yeah. And I'm so happy that he beat the Rams. So happy. Because I really want to see this whole buy expensive players, you know, that, you know, just spend as much money as possible on your team. I want to see this thing fail. That's just a personal bias I have against the L.A. Rams. Plus, because they just played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I think Seattle is going to be that top team. Um, I'm rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo to kind of keep this 49ers thing going. Um, But it's questionable. I think the Rams are too good to stay where they're at right now in terms of third in the division. I think they make it to the second spot. But I think Seattle's going to be the first team. That's an interesting take. That's a really interesting take. I think I have a, a pretty interesting take to go along with that. I think it's San Francisco. You think it's San Francisco? I Look, I am a... And again, this relies solely on the health of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But Jimmy Garoppolo is a stud. Mm-hmm. I, people forget how good he is. When he took over after being traded to the 49ers, they won six straight, and they like were not winning that season. Mm-hmm. I think they were winless, and then they won six straight. They lost yeah. the first 10, won six straight with Jimmy Garoppolo. This dude can ball. Like mm-hmm. this is, I see in Jimmy Garoppolo, I, people like to compare him to Tom Brady because he was in that New England system. No, I don't think that's like a comparison you can I, make. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I don't think that's a good comparison, but that's what I've heard. I think the comparison with him is he kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The, his ability to improvise, um, staying calm in the pocket, his footwork, and that arm, and his accuracy. I think J- Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. And as long and with Kyle Shanahan as head coach, 
Um, if those, if he and those offensive weapons can stay healthy with this young defense, I think they could shock this whole division. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, I like Jared Goff a lot. Yeah. I will not. I'm not going to participate in any Jared Goff slander. Yeah. Um, I think he played a hell of a game against the Seahawks. I think that's a game that the Rams should have won. Mm. Um, Take it to say, I think you th- you think the Seahawks probably going to go third, and then the Rams are going to go second. Yes, I do. Okay. I think the Seahawks, um, just from a full talent perspective, I know that. Look, that game was that game was pretty much on Russell Wilson to win the game, mm. um, and, and he, he delivered, and he did. But you know, and it's not the man. You know, Russell Wilson's a really good quarterback, but I don't trust the defense. It's not the Legion of Boom. I know they got Jadavion Clowney, which is a great pickup for them, but yeah, I'm I'm not sold on their on their weapons. Uh, offensively, you know, Tyler Lockett's their best receiver. Mm-hmm. Will Disley uh, is you know. He's playing really well right now, but how long is that going to last? You know, are these are these guys going to be able to play better, play as well when it gets colder outside? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, you could make you could make that argument easily. I think that I'm putting a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson with that pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm putting a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. From what I've seen, he's a really talented quarterback. I've got him going forward, and I've got the 49ers surprising this division, winning it, going 12 and four. 12 and four. 12 and four. Okay. NFC North. Packers, I know who Lions, I've got. Bears, Vikings. You know who I've got. So Cole clearly has the Packers. Oh, absolutely. Because he has a not so secret infatuation with Aaron Rodgers. Look, um, <laughs> Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings. I think the Packers are easily the safe pick here. Um, I think Mitchell Trubisky is not good. I think he has a really good defense, and that helps out his 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 record a lot. He's been injured. Chase Daniel played last game. Yeah, Chase Daniel played last game, and then when Trubisky comes back, I don't think you know that's such a big deal for Bears fans. But. Yeah. Um, Vikings got a really good team, but you know they got to play against the Bears twice this season. Um, and you know with the way Kirk Cousins played good yesterday, but you know I kind of want to see that be a little bit more consistent. They paid a lot of money for this guy, and so far I don't really trust him to kind of win this division in terms of beating the Packers. They're looking pretty good right now, um, and the Lions seem a little bit shaky to me. So I think it's going to be Packers, um, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Okay, uh, I've got something similar just because I think now you know. Aaron Rodgers finally has a running game with Aaron Jones, and they finally have a defense. So I think this team's going to be really dangerous, and it's going to be getting into January. I think this is going to be a scary team. Nobody's going to want to play this Packers team, mm-hmm. especially because of how they could play in the cold. This is this is Green Bay. They're used to playing in the cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these play, uh, all these, what's it called from this division are. But um, second best team, I think, in this division. I think the Bears take a big step back this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, the Vikings come in second uh, because I. People have put a lot of Kirk Cousins hate out there. I've always been a kind of believer. I'm not I'm not a hardcore Kirk Cousins fan, but I'm a kind of believer in him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get the job done. I think they'll finish second in the division. Um, Bears third, and I think, you know, the Lions just – the Lions are the Lions. They're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. This next division is abysmal. Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, Falcons. I think there's only one option here. Yeah, it's, you got to go with the, the Saints. Saints. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you think that – you know, Christian McCaffrey can single-handedly will this team to be high, have a higher record than the Saints. Unless you're a true believer in that, I really find it hard to make an argument with all the problems the Panthers are having at the quarterback position um, and who they're going to go with for the rest of the season with Cam Newton having this injury that we know nothing about. Um, I'll say this. If the Panthers make the playoffs, even as a wild-card team, Christian McCaffrey deserves MVP. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt in my head. Yeah. Uh, there, I think there's... Uh, if he sustains his play. 
Yeah. I think I think right now, I mean, yeah, right now, if you're looking a quarter way through the season, he's the front runner for MVP. I can't think of someone who's playing better than him. Mm-hmm. You know, Mahomes, Mahomes the last two games has not played great. Mm-hmm. Rodgers has played well, but, you know, his stats aren't super high. Yeah. Uh, as high as his record is. I think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's impressed a lot. This is like an Adrian Peterson kind of season. What do you, you mean? You know? In terms of what Christian McCaffrey's doing. Oh yeah, no, he's going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Adrian Peterson when he almost broke the records. I think I think um, McCaffrey has the potential to break the um, all-purpose yards record this season. I oh yeah, easily. You factor in the possible. amount of yards he gets after the catch. <laughs> yeah, that, you can make that argument. So now that we've said who we think is going to win each division, there's two wild card teams out of each conference. Who you got out of the AFC? Out of the AFC, the Bills. Bills, okay. I got the Bills, and assuming the Jaguars are second in the AFC South, I'm going to take the Jaguars. The Jaguars and the Bills. So you say the Chargers missed the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right, I got the Chargers and the Bills, personally. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I think the Chargers have a more talented team than the Jaguars, Mm -hmm. um, unless the Jaguars can win the division, which would be awesome, but I think that whole division is going to be around the 9-7 and area. Mm -hmm. Um, As Yeah. Uh, If... The only team that could go higher than that, I think the Texans have the highest ceiling out of that division. All depends on Deshaun Watson's health. I know he like punctured a lung last year, mm-hmm. so that it depends on that. Um, but yeah, I see. The, I think the Bills are an easy pick though for a wild card. I'm not sure if they are. They they got to so? they got to sustain this. Yeah, they got to sustain because it. there's a lot of good teams in the AFC that could make the wild card. You look at the Bills. You look at the Chargers. Ravens, Browns, one of those teams is going to yeah. be pretty good. And then anybody in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. So those are teams you got to watch out for. Now for the NFC, who you got? Um, so what did I say before? For the NFC. You had the Cowboys winning the division. I had the Cowboys win the division. I said the Seahawks are going to win the division. So let's say that the Seahawks win the division. The 49ers will be my first wildcard team. And then I'm going to go with the Vikings. Vikings. Okay. Interesting. So I'm going to go with the Vikings and the 49ers. So you're saying that the Rams don't make the playoffs? Yeah. Damn. That's tough. I want. I think Todd Gurley is really not is going to have a slump. And I think that's going to affect. Oh, he's already having a slump. Yeah, and I think that's really going to consistently affect this dynamic offense that they have. Um, mine, I think I'm probably playing it a little more safe. I think it's going to be the, the Rams and the Cowboys. I think Cowboys are talented enough to make the playoffs. When it comes down to it, who do I think is the better team? Who will make the playoffs? The Cowboys or the Vikings? I'm taking the Cowboys. Taking the Cowboys. Um, even though I do like the Vikings a lot, I want them to be in the playoffs, but I, unless they can win their division, beat the Packers, I don't see it happening. Okay. But, yeah, that's it. Um. Okay. Uh, and our last two topics are, hmm, yeah. Uh, we just want to say that I guess we kind of already got to the the Raiders and Gardner Minshew, so that could be the end of the show today. Yeah, <laughs> great ending though. <laughs> yeah, great ending <laughs> on my Re- part. Real dynamic. Yeah, I was I fourth was right really ending. Ex- expecting that one. Um, but you know, thank you all in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, for uh, listening in on our conversation about sports. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. Um, hashtag Wilmington is cool. Wilmington is cool, <laughs> and I is gonna do his famous outro. That makes uh, me cringe every time. I'm not going to do it. I think it's time for that to die. Oh, he's not going to do it. You want to yeah. do it one more time? Or no? Uh, no, I, I'm kind of over it. Uh, so, you know what? Uh, thank you all for listening in. It's been a great show. Run it back. This is the last show ever. Goodbye. <laughs>
See you later, guys. Just, just kidding. We'll be back next week. Hasta. Hear them. Yeah.